Hello and welcome to Jagran Podcast Cut the Noise your go to source for a weekly roundup of the most significant headlines and stories from around the world I'm your host Shudakshi Singh and I'm here to help you navigate through the noise and get to the heart of the news that truly matters in a world inundated with information we are here to sift through it all providing you with clarity context and insight Let's start with the weekly headlines. India summons Maldives envoy Amit Rao over remarks against PM Modi. Trucker strike set off panic buying of fuel in several states. Supreme Court asks SEBI to probe if Hindenburg report violated law caused harm to investors. Amit Shah launches portal for procurement of pulses. Bombs kill at least 103 at Iran commemorations for slain general Soleimani. South Korea orders evacuation after North fires artillery barrage near border. Rajnath Singh to visit UK the first bio defense minister in 22 years. IMF sees India as a bright spot says reforms will spur growth. Gautam Adani returns as Asia's richest person with net worth of 97 billion dollars. Sachin Tendulkar Hardik Pandya join Explore India Islands trend after PM Modi's Lakshadweep visit. Now let's dive into the details. India has summoned the Maldives envoy after three ministers of the island nation made derogatory remarks against Prime Minister Narendra Modi. A Maldivian lawmaker criticized PM Modi following his Lakshadweep trip, inferring that New Delhi is attempting to project the Union territory as an alternative tourist destination to the Maldives. Two other Maldivian ministers also shared derogatory remarks along with PM Modi's photos from Lakshadweep. The statements followed massive outrage within the Maldives with several prominent leaders criticizing the remark against the nation's closest neighbor. Former Maldives President Mohammad Nasheed described the remarks as appalling and asked President Mohammad Muizu's government to distance itself from these comments. Moving on to another news as truckers stayed off the roads on January 2 to protest against stricter punishments for hit and run cases under a new law there was chaos at fuel stations across India's northern western and central states as people indulged in panic buying fearing short supplies of petrol and diesel due to the strike the protesters mostly drivers of trucks buses and oil tankers staged demonstrations blocking roads at several places across states including Rajasthan Maharashtra Punjab Haryana Madhya Pradesh Chhattisgarh Himachal Pradesh and Jammu and Kashmir the protests turned violent in Rajasthan where a mob in Kekri district burnt a police vehicle and pelted stones at security personnel leaving three injured according to the police The incident occurred when a mob started to pelt stones at a police team trying to clear a traffic jam on the Ajmer Bilwara highway. Moving on to another national news, the Supreme Court on January 3 directed the Securities and Exchange Board of India to invoke its power of investigation and probe if the Hindenburg report on the short selling amounted to a violation of law causing harm to investors. A three-judge bench headed by Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachun dismissed the findings of NGO organized crime and corruption reporting project about alleged stock manipulation and accounting fraud against Adani Group. The Supreme Court on January 3 refused to transfer the investigation being carried out by market regulator SEBI into Hindenburg's research allegations against the Adani Group to a separate special investigation team. saying that the power of the court to enter the regulatory domain of sebi is limited 
SEBI has completed investigation in 20 out of 22 matters. Taking into account the assurance of the Solicitor General, we direct SEBI to complete the investigation in the other two cases, preferably within three months, a bench headed by Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachun ordered. Moving on to another news, Union Corporation Minister Amit Shah on Thursday, that is 4th of January, urged farmers to cultivate pulses on a large scale to reduce dependency on imports. He assured them that the two cooperatives, the National Agricultural Cooperative Marketing Federation of India Limited and the National Cooperative Consumers Federation of India Limited, would procure produce at a minimum support price or the market price. Mr. Shah inaugurated a Tour Dal procurement portal through which farmers can register and sell their produce at Nafed and NCCF. A similar facility will be launched in future for Urad and Masoor farmers as well as maize farmers, he said. The minister also transferred via direct benefit transfer about 68 lakh rupees to 25 farmers towards payment for sale of Tour Dal via the portal. Moving on to the next news, at least 103 people were killed in Iran on January 3 as two bombs in quick succession struck a crowd commemorating slain General Qasim Soleimani on the anniversary of his killing, state media reported. The blast struck near the Sahib al-Zaman Mosque in Kirman, Soleimani's southern hometown where he is buried, as supporters gathered to mark the fourth anniversary of his death in a US drone strike just outside Baghdad airport. Moving on to another international news, North Korea on Friday, 6th of January, fired over 200 artillery rounds into a sea near a tense maritime border with South Korea, forcing the latter to order evacuation near the island. A military official said, quoted Reuters, the residents of the two South Korean islands have been directed to seek shelter due to an unspecified situation. According to Reuters, a text message that was sent to residents and confirmed by an island official cited naval fire to be conducted by South Korean troops from 3 p.m. Friday. The defence minister has not confirmed if the order was prompted by the North's artillery firing or South Korean drills in response. Meanwhile, an official of Yeonpyeong Island said the evacuation was ordered for residents to move into shelters on the island at the request of the South Korean military. Moving on to national news, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh will embark on a two-day visit to the UK on January 8th, that is today, Monday, to rejuvenate strategic and security ties between the two countries, including possible collaboration to jointly develop fighter jets and other military platforms. The Defence Ministry announcing the visit said Mr Singh and his British counterpart Grand Shapps are expected to discuss a wide range of issues in the spheres of defence, security and industrial cooperation. He is also expected to call on British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and Foreign Minister David Cameron. The Defence Minister would be accompanied by a high-level delegation comprising senior officials from the three services. Defence Research and Development Organisation, that is DRDO, and the Department of Defence Production. He will also interact with the CEOs and the industry leaders of the UK defence industry and meet with the Indian community there, the ministry said in a statement. 
Moving on to another news, India is a relative bright spot in the world. Economy and further implementation of reforms would help unlock its growth potential. A top International Monetary Fund official said Friday, 5th of January. India is a relative bright spot in the world economy today, growing at rates significantly above its peer average. IMF Deputy Managing Director Antonoiti Saye said at a book release function, Saye said India needs to leverage its existing strength in the services, exports and extended it to job-rich manufacturing exports by deepening its global value chain participation and complementary structural reforms that can boost productivity, formal employment and exports. Doing so would create a virtuous cycle of productivity growth and strong export performance, she said. Moving on to another business news, after many ups and downs in the asset rankings following the American short seller Hindenburg allegations last year, Indian business tycoon Gautam Adani is back in Asia's richest man list. The recent development came days after the Supreme Court refused the need for SIT probes into the allegations by Hindenburg Research against the Adani groups. According to the recent Bloomberg Billionaires Index, Gautam Adani's net worth rose by $7.7 billion daily to $97.6 billion. The index shows Reliance Industries Limited Chairman Ambani trailing by a narrow margin with a net worth of $97 billion. After Hindenburg labelled allegations earlier, the Adani Group lost more than $150 billion in market value at one point last year and spent months trying to ease investors, creditors, debt repayment and regulatory concerns. Moving on to the sports section, following Prime Minister Narendra Modi's recent visit to the Lakshadweep archipelago, some Indians claimed to cancel their planned holidays to the island nation. There were speculations that PM Modi's visit might boost tourist footfall on the island, positioning it as an alternative to the Maldives. However, Maldivian politician Zahid Ramiz, a council member of the Progressive Party of Maldives, dismissed the idea, stating that the comparison was vague. How can they provide the service we offer? How can they be so clean? The permanent smell in the rooms will be the biggest downfall. Ramiz posted on X. Deputy Minister of Youth, Empowerment, Information and Arts in the Maldives, Mariam Shiuna, further fueled the controversy with insulting remarks against PM Modi in now-deleted social media posts. The cricket fraternity also weighed in on the issue, with former players like Sachin Tendulkar, Irfan Patan, Vankatesh Prasad and star all-rounder Hardik Panda expressing criticism of the Maldives' official tweets. They took pride in India's culture and tourism, emphasizing the country's beautiful coastlines and pristine islands. Hardik Pandya expressed disappointment over negative remarks about India, highlighting the gorgeous marine life and beautiful beaches in Lakshadweep. Sachin Tendulkar praised India's beauty, mentioning the coastal town of Sindhudurg. And that wrap-ups another episode of Cut the Noise. We hope you found this week's journey through the headlines insightful and thought-provoking. Stay informed, stay engaged and most importantly, stay curious. Join us again next week as we continue to cut the noise. Until then, I am Shitakshi signing off.